Hello and welcome to another edition of One Crazy Story. I'm your host, Nate Armbruster, and this week, just me, yes, coming to you live from Chicago. And by live, I mean not live. And uh, by Chicago, I mean where I live. I live in Chicago, uh, for those that don't know. And um, so it's been a while since I've actually had an opportunity to record a new episode. So sorry for the delay if you're still listening to this. Wow. Thank you so much because uh, I can understand probably how shitty it looks that I just disappeared. But, you know, life happens. Moved to Chicago. And ever since the move, I realized how hard it is to actually find people, especially in a city that you don't know that many people, especially funny people or people who would be interested in doing a podcast. Usually comedians is usually who I talk to. But in a city where not too many comedians know me and the ones that do know me, I've already done my podcast and you can only have them on so many times before they go, dude, I have no more stories. I'm not interested in doing your podcast. And then you just feel like a loser. So you just stop asking people. And that's where I'm at. That's how I ended up here in my bedroom closet, surrounded by all of my clothes to hopefully just block out the noises of the city. And by the city, I mean the cement truck out front, the schizophrenic guy that keeps yelling my neighbor's dogs, you know, so hopefully this is a pleasant listening experience for you guys. I tried to build out this little studio, and by studio I mean my bedroom closet. Currently three inches from my face is a shirt, so if you could just picture that, I mean, it smells good in here. It smells like clean laundry. So like I said, if you're still listening to this, uh, thank you so much. And if you're just finding me, because I've been kind of telling people at my shows about the podcast and Although it's been a couple months since I've posted an episode, there's like 120 to go back and listen on. So I feel like new people can still get something out of it. So if you're just joining us, thank you so much. And hopefully you're enjoying going back into the archives. And hopefully you don't mind me not having a guest this week. I'm pretty fortunate to be able to work all over and perform telling jokes to strangers uh, just about all over the country. And... um had a lot of cool experiences, but the last couple of weeks have been a lot of fun, actually. I recently made my triumphant return to North Dakota. It's an interesting state, that's for sure. I mean, it is. If you guys have never driven through North Dakota, it is flat and windy. Good God. And you're driving for miles, and it's one of those states where I think at one point I was doing 90 miles an hour, and it felt like we were doing 30 because you're just flying by nothing. And I was with my buddy, Matt Holt, who's a great comedian. If you guys have never heard of him, check him out. He's very funny. And um, it worked out perfectly because we were supposed to be in Rochester, Minnesota uh, that Friday and Saturday. Then a gig came up in Mandan, North Dakota, which is near Bismarck. And uh, I say that because there's no way you knew where Mandan was. And yes, it's pronounced Mandan. That was the first question I had when I got there. Because sometimes you go on stage and if you mispronounce the name of the city you're in, An audience will correct you, and they'll be very offended. A lot of people take pride in their hometown, but not Mandan. Boy, did they not give a shit. But it's one of those things, just out of respect, just so I know what the hell I'm talking about, I asked the bartender at the show, I'm like, now, is it pronounced Mandan? And I was trying to be funny because it seemed ridiculous. She goes, yep. I was like, really? It's pronounced Mandan? I'm like, you're not just messing with me. You're not not just setting me up to look like a moron, are you? And she goes, no, it's seriously pronounced Mandan, which... Anybody else in the country would call it Mandan. Mandan sounds like the way somebody would pronounce it just to piss off somebody from Mandan. But the show, actually, surprisingly, a ton of fun. What a great crowd. 
Um, who knew? I mean, sometimes these small town shows can be brutal, but uh, sometimes they're the best shows because the people that live there really appreciate you coming out and doing a show for them because, you know, you know, sure as hell, they're not getting entertainment regularly. And whether or not it's good, I mean, I tried my best. I hope it was good. So if you met me at that show, if you saw that show and now you're listening, um, thank you. Because I think that means they did a good job. I hope so. But then from there, you know, we, we drove over to Rochester, Minnesota. Great comedy club in Rochester called Goonies Comedy Club. Matt Holt and I were there again that Friday and Saturday. Oh, before I get to that. Um, yeah, weird. It was, it was such an interesting show. It was a great show in Mandan. But one of the funniest parts of the show, and I didn't even mean for this to happen. It's just like sometimes you get a random uh, heckler situation, you know, and Sometimes it can be very funny and it depends on how you play it, you know, sometimes, I mean, like sometimes hecklers are just drunk, but they're having a good time. So they don't really mean to be rude. And I'm somebody that likes to just have fun with it. I mean, I've seen people really embarrass hecklers, you know, and, and sure they had it coming. I mean, if you just don't want to, if you don't want the comedian to say anything, you just don't interrupt the show. But my general attitude about it is just like, well, let's make this fun for everybody i mean i don't encourage it but if it happens i try to not hurt anybody's feelings unless they're rude to me then i'll just go i'll go for the jugular Uh, and i've done that too and that's always uncomfortable because then you just feel like i mean it was called for because you're the entertainment and you gotta handle you gotta be in control of the room but sometimes you're just a guy you know sometimes the only difference is the microphone i mean we're all just drunk like in the same room you know so like then you just become a guy insulting a guy. I mean, even though it's kind of, you're protected by the show, but you still, I've like, it's the only time in public I've ever actually called somebody an asshole to their face. Anyway, the heckler in Mandan, this is like this, these two guys that were twins and they looked exactly like Jimmy Fallon. I said that to four people and they all agreed, which for that night was like 50% of the audience. So I think that was, that's pretty good numbers as far as people agreeing with me on shit. So they were kind of like just, a little talkative throughout the whole show, but nothing like too distracting. They were kind of in the back of the room and I just, just ignored it. You know, I was just opening the show, so it didn't really matter. And they weren't bugging me. I mean, I could see it happening and it was bothering me. So I was ready in case something happened. And then finally I asked the audience a question and this guy was like, our mom, they just yelled out our mom's a slut into a room full of strangers. And it was probably the funniest thing because it was completely uncalled for. There wasn't a leading question. I didn't ask them if their mom was a slut. I didn't ask them a question that called for an answer about the sexual history of their mother. It was definitely random and hilarious. And, you know, you just kind of move past it. And I I can't remember what I said to them, but I don't know. I I just thought it was hilarious. It was just like the weirdest heckle. It was just like, well, I guess so. You know, I mean, (laughs) I I guess your mom's a slut. I mean, you know, I believe you, you know, like I'm not going (laughs) to, I'm not going to argue it, but who says that? Who just say, even if like, even if it was true, would you yell it out in a room? My mom's the best mother you'll ever meet, but there's nothing about my mom's life that I'll tell other people about. You know what I mean? Like, not, especially like her personal life. You know, if your mom's a slut, just let her, just why, why you gotta put her business out there like that? You know, it's, it's man, dad, it's small town. Odds are somebody at that show knows your mom. It was like really weird. And I was drinking Corona on stage that night. And after my set, I walked off to the back of the room, which is only like 20 feet. So everybody, it was like, it was horribly lit. So everybody could just see everything. You know, if you just felt like you were in like a cafeteria, it was really weird. So I just walked to the back of the room to sit down to watch Matt go up. And then 
the bartender walks over to me. And by the way, the bar there, mm, you felt like you're in your, like your uncle's garage or something like, yeah, we got a fridge. Uh, we set up this, this set of plywood, put together this bar and we, we put, you know, a couple people there just to, you felt like you were just in some guy's garage. It was really weird. But the bartender walks up to me with a six pack of Corona, like as if she was going to give it to me. And she hands it to me and goes, this is from the guy that whose mom's a slut. And I was like, what? I was like, why would you? All right. Thank you. And then I'm watching Matt for mi- less than five minutes. And then the twins come up to me and they're like, oh, uh, hey, we thought you were pretty funny. Uh, and we wanted to buy this six pack for just because we liked you. And I was like, really? Thanks. And then they left. They just left after that. It was really weird. Like, what a random... It wasn't, like, bad. It was just... It's one of those things where I'm like, what? what is happening in my life right now? This guy... Like, this is an interaction you have when you're a comedian. Like, nobody else has had an experience like that. Nobody... Nobody else just goes to work and leaves with a six-pack purchased by someone who was kind of an asshole. But they also really liked you. But their only way of showing it is just yelling out while you're working anyway the next day we drove over to rochester minnesota to play goonies comedy club friday and saturday night so this was a nice little run we did thursday friday saturday thursday in mandan friday and saturday in rochester minnesota so if you're ever in the area check out goonies comedy club because the the place is great small little room inside this restaurant called the crooked pint which is great great food some of my favorite weekends on the road are when you're sitting in the restaurant after the show with the other comics, just shooting the shit, hanging out, eating, drinking, having a nice time. It doesn't happen every week, but when it happens, oh, it's it's like it just makes me want to keep doing comedy. Like the, those nights make it worth it, you know. The other awesome thing about this weekend is the hotel is walking distance from the club, and it's nice because if you want to hang out and drink and have a couple, you can just walk back to the room, and that that that's what we did. We just we closed down the bar and. Oh, it was a lot of fun. We hung out with the, the MC, who's this really funny kid. When you show up in a town you've never been and you meet a, a local comic who, you know, you don't know, and he's probably newer, um, which in this case it was, he was like six months in, and he was really nervous to go on stage. So we started talking about comedy and stuff, and we just kind of had like small talk before the show, and then we do the show. The show goes great. And before the show, I'm talking with him just about comedy or whatever, and it's just us two. He goes up, has a great set, brings me up. I get off stage, and then he's sitting with this girl in the back of the room, and I go, oh, that must be his girlfriend or something. And I was like, I'll introduce myself, or I'll go talk to him after the show, because Matt was still on stage. So I watched the show. Matt crushes. We're all having a great time. And I told the MC that Matt and I were going to eat after the show if you wanted to like hang out with us or whatever. You know, you try to be nice and you know, you want to make friends and stuff and you want this kid to have a good experience with you. So I walk over to the table and I'm like, Hey guys, Matt and I are going to eat. So if you want to sit with us, you know, you're, you're more than welcome to, or if you guys just want to hang out by yourselves, that's, that's cool too. And it's kind of awkward for a second. There's like a little beat and then they look at each other and they're like, I guess, you know, if you want to come over and sit with us, you know, cause they already had placed their orders or whatever. So Matt and I go sit with them and we're talking for like a good 10 minutes before it is revealed that these two are on a Tinder date and they had never met before this night. And by the way, he's like 20 and this girl is 19. And actually, like looking at them, you would have thought they had been together for several years. I really hope 
things are going well with them. And Oh, it was just so random. It's just like, think about that. Like a Tinder date, they met two days prior to this and then they just start texting and he goes, well, I'm a comic and I have shows this weekend if you want to come watch. So he had just invited this girl out and they were just, they sat and watched the show. I thought this whole time that they were in a relationship, turns out they just met that night for the first time. So what do Matt and I do? We bother the shit out of them. I mean, we ask them every question. It was kind of fun, actually. It was like a game show where like, all right, this is your first date. We're going to ask you every question that you're too nervous to ask. So it got real honest real quick. And uh, it was great. She came back the next night and hung out for the second show, too. So, I mean, I think it went good. I mean, they seem to really hit it off. So I hope they're doing well. And uh, if not, you know, just hop back on that Tinder, I guess. So. So shout out to those guys and Goonies Comedy Club in Rochester, Minnesota for having me out. It was a lot of fun. The other nice thing, too, is, you know, Rochester, I used to live in Detroit, so the drive from Rochester to Detroit, crazy. I mean, it's just long, and that can get tiring, but I only had to drive back to Chicago, so that was kind of nice. I've been in Chicago for about six months, and I love it so far. It's been great. It's different than Detroit, but there's a lot of similarities um, you know, just a big Midwestern city, but Detroit's so suburban and, uh, everywhere in Detroit, you, had, you, you take a car, you don't walk anywhere. Like in the first 26 years of my life, the times I've walked more than a mile to get somewhere, slim to none. I mean, you drive everywhere. I lived a mile and a half from school growing up. I never walked. I was either driven and then eventually I took the bus, which what the fuck who takes, I mean, it's a mile and a half. I was such a fat kid too. I could have used the steps for sure. But now that I live here, um, it's just easy to get around without a car. So like I walk just about everywhere and this is a big change, you know, because I mean, in all the elements, I mean, it like rain really affects my day now. It never did when I lived in Michigan. I just be like, well, I'm going to run to the car now. That's it. Cause you drove everywhere. You didn't walk anywhere here. I'm walking everywhere. Like I used an umbrella a couple weeks ago. First umbrella I ever used 27 years old. I've never touched an umbrella in my life. But it's funny, in the city, living here, it's like not a big deal. I walk a mile, I walk three miles today just running errands, and it felt great. So if you live in a big city, I bet you can relate. But if you don't, maybe get out and walk more. Because it's funny, like I lived, there was a Target that's probably a 15-minute walk from the house I grew up in, in Michigan. And I never walked there, even if I needed like a few things. I was like, why did I never even consider walking there, even riding a bike? Like, what a lazy piece of shit. (laughs) But now that I'm living here, I'm like, yeah, sure. Where's the nearest target? Three miles? Okay. I need shampoo, man. Oh, also, I'll carry that bag three miles and not give a shit. Like, I just, it's so funny how you just kind of change with the environment, I guess. But I like it a lot. I interact with a lot more people, too, on the day-to-day. I mean, like, I could walk a mile, and I encountered 40 or more people. That's crazy to me. And you just see a bunch, I mean, just so much activity. And the area I live in, in Chicago, is pretty residential. And last weekend, walking down the street, and all the streets in the section of the city I live in, or just about the whole city, probably, really, the fastest speed limit in the city has got to be, like, 30 miles an hour. But if you're driving through a neighborhood, it's like driving through any old neighborhood, you know, go slow, be cautious. There's a stop sign at every corner. Don't be an asshole. Just normal rules. So I'm walking with 
my girlfriend and her dog down the street. Speed limit on this street is 25 miles an hour. And it's a pretty walkable street. There's like a train. We're like a block away from the train stop. So it's pretty busy. It's like five o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. Everybody's in a great mood. It's like, all right, weekend's here. Got the kids out. We're going to go enjoy the night. The weather's great. And we're walking. We're the only people on this stretch of this block. And we're walking up to a huge, I mean, a huge intersection with a ton of people everywhere. And we're only about five feet away from passing cars and the street. And I've always wondered how I'd react because I knew this would happen eventually in the city. I would, I would witness some sort of altercation between some people and hopefully not get involved. But you just always wonder, I've always wondered how I'd react in that situation. Like, would I do the right thing? I hope I would do the right thing and like try to help somebody who's, you know, maybe being hurt or like call the police if some, if I'm witnessing something or like just somehow do the right thing, whatever that right thing is. And this was my chance. This was like, this was one of those times where I'm like, Oh, I might have to do some shit here. You know, <laughs> I hear coming behind us. You can just tell when like two car, I'm like, Oh, that is loud. There are two cars and they're going way too fast. You could just hear them. And they and they are flooring it. Like they're going so fast. I mean, at least 50. Easily 50 miles an hour in a 25. And, and there are sidewalks two feet from you. You know what I mean? Like anybody could just run out, cross the street, and just not see it coming. Everybody has headphones in. and Which is the other fascinating thing about walking around in this city too is everybody has headphones in. Nobody hears anything. We see people walking around with Beats headphones at... 1130 at night. I'm like, you really trust everybody, don't you? It blows my mind. Anyway, so I hear these two cars coming and I immediately can tell that there's a problem and I see him pass him. Mind you, it's a two lane road. Had anybody been there? You know, you're screwed. Somebody's going to die for sure. They run through a stop sign going at least 50 in a 25 and they're just road raging. That's what it seems like. But they're coming up to traffic, so everybody on the next block has stopped. And the guy in front comes to a complete stop, and the guy behind him just rear-ends him, full speed. And, and I'm not even kidding, 10 feet away from us, easily. So all this happens in like two seconds, what seems like, and I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's just over with now. It's, you know, it's done. There was an accident. All good. Well, No. This guy goes to get out of his car, and you could just tell he was angry. I don't know if they had known each other or if this was just some shit that went down on the street, but this guy goes to get out of his car, and that's when I'm like, holy shit, what's going to happen? Physical altercation? What is, one of them might have a gun. You just you don't know. People are crazy. Luckily, nothing happened between the two, but instead, this guy gets back in his car and just tries to go around him and like flee the scene. Well, this guy just Grand Theft Autos it and runs into the side of him, pushes him up on the sidewalk to the corner where he tries to run away. And everybody's just watching this happen because you're like, oh, that's crazy an accident. Well, no, this is just assault now, you know, with a vehicle with complete disregard for anybody on the sidewalk, the potential deadly nature of their choices. Oh, it's fucking crazy. I've just never seen anything like this. You thought you were watching a movie. So this guy starts going down a one-way street, but going the wrong direction. 
but it's blocked because there are cars coming. So he just backs up into the car full speed. What's funny about it is like the whole time you're watching this, I'm like, oh, he's not going to just like, oh, he's stuck. Oh, so he backs up full speed. First of all, if anybody ever backs up full speed, they're crazy. They're crazy. There's no need to go that fast backwards. So this guy floors it into him. Just like, what a psycho. And then uh, they fly down the street. And I mean, and I don't know what happened. All I saw after that is people running. And then about a quarter of a mile down the road, we just heard a huge smash and a big plume of smoke. And I was like, holy shit. And then, you know, you, I, I kind of froze for a second. I mean, and then this woman runs out of her apartment, like somebody call the police. And I was, I was like, well, there's 200 people on the corner right now. All of them are on the phone. I, I'm, you know, what, what am I going to do? And that was when I found out that, um, I guess I'll just freeze up in a tense situation. I mean, I don't know. I did. There was nothing you can really do. You want to help or you want to like stop them. But I'm like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to win a fight. But I'm going to, hey, hey, guys, calm down. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Like, I witnessed the first, when that guy rear-ended him, and I go, okay, guys, all right, break it up. No, I'm, I'm, I'm dying if I try that. So, you know, those two guys are just assholes, and uh, uh, I'm trying to figure out what ended up happening with it, because as soon as you hear that, that smash, then, like, the, the end of the accident, two minutes later, you heard sirens, so... I was like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Go down there and like scold the guys. We live in a world now where I'm like, what if, I mean, any psycho can just floor it down the sidewalk just because he had a shitty day at work and he just had enough. And you just hope that your Beats headphones aren't too loud to not hear it. But that shit was crazy. And uh, I think that's it. I think, I hope this wasn't uh, completely awful for you guys. If, if you did like it, because again, I'm going to try and do this consistently um by myself occasionally maybe i'll bring in a guest like i'm i still have a few recorded that i have to release so you'll be hearing those and um probably many more solo episodes you know so i hope you don't mind uh changing up the show a bit and uh if you have any thoughts if you if you really hate it or hate me uh that's fair i'm sure some people do and um you know that's life but why are you listen? Why would somebody listen to a podcast if they hated it? That's what blows my mind the most. But if you like it, throw a review in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. It's available everywhere. Um, I'm on social media. Everything is at Nate Comedy or at One Crazy Story. You can email me directly at onecrazystory at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. So if you have any comments or anything you want to tell me, an experience you had similar to anything I shared with you on this episode, feel free to share it with me. I'd love to talk about it on the mic. This way it's not just me rambling away. And uh, if you want to come see me do stand-up, I guess you should. Because actually, you know, that's the other thing I wanted to share now that I'm doing this by myself. Twice this year, in 2019, after a show, someone comes up to me and says, I listen to your podcast. And I said, what? Like, this shit actually works? You know, for a while, it's just... I was just making a silly show that I wanted to do and I was bored and I like recording and editing and stuff and I like just making it. That's that's just the fun part. And they go, yeah. And I didn't even know you were going to be here. It's just a weird coincidence. And I go, get the fuck out of here. So I was thinking like, I know how many people listen to this show roughly and it's enough people to like show up to a show, 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't know this. The amount of people that listen to this podcast are more than the amount of people that I know personally. So if you're out there and you're actually interested in what I'm doing and you want to come see a show, hit me up. Follow me on Instagram, Nate Comedy. I'll post my schedule there. I'm working on a website. That costs money because I don't want to put up just any old shitty website. Uh, Like the website's ready. My amazing girlfriend made it for me and it looks great, but it costs money. So as soon as I have the money, my website will be up. I'll update my schedule. But in the meantime, go over to Instagram at Nate Comedy and hit me up. I'll tell you where I'm going to be. I'll post my schedule and I would love to see you at a show. Maybe we can uh, turn this into something a little more than just a silly little podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this. I really do appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, tell your friends. Anyway, thanks so much, and uh, I'll talk to you next week.